So, hey, folks, it's 2020. Are you starting to put the work together on how you're going to build your business this year? Are you looking to fill your weekday schedule or are you just looking to add some additional revenue for your DJ business? A couple of years ago, I had the pleasure of interviewing the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase from the WWE, who told me that if you continue to do the same things, you're going to continue to get the same results. So why not make a change and develop a new revenue stream for your company with the Bubble Parties Business Program? I, along with other DJs around the country, use this program to perform at kids' events and daycare centers using an easy-to-follow format that's fun and profitable. Plus, as a provider, we give you all the resources to get started and to become successful in your market, including limited territory protection, which allows us to be able to make you the rock star in your marketplace doing these shows. Are you going to continue to pursue the same events as your competitors this year, or are you going to set your company apart by offering something different? Learn more on how this can be profitable for you with our free special report at www.bubbleparties.com. Click the Become a Provider page to get this report that'll tell you how this can be a successful addition to your DJ business. Make 2020 your year to bubble with the Bubble Parties business program. Get the information today at bubbleparties.com. Hey folks, welcome back to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Peters, and I'm being joined today by a man who told me what to do and made me a lot of money in the process. Alan Berg, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Thanks for having me on here. I, uh, that, that, that is a, I like that introduction. Uh, you, that's, a t- that's a true testimonial. You told me exactly what to do with my website. And I've, I, I, I still have the notes, believe it or not, from that call we had and that was about what two or three years ago if i recall oh yeah yeah probably yeah and you made me a lot of money well you know what i don't make people money i help them with ideas getting unstuck you know things like that where we often can't see the path forward because what is it you can't see the forest for the trees right exactly and if somebody doesn't take action based upon a conversation that we have or reading one of my books or watching a video or whatever it is, nothing's going to change. Right. And it, but if you do, then there's a chance that something will change. And, and that's what I love about you is you ask for ideas, but then you act on them and you don't have to act on all of them, but you do act on them and then you see the results. So, you know, you, you made yourself a lot of money by, by taking action. I was, you know, a catalyst to help you. Okay. So where do you want to go? What are you trying to accomplish? And what do you not have now that you need? Because if you had everything you need, you wouldn't have needed me. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, it's funny. One of the things that I remember about when I first met you and from your website is you like to fix things. Yeah. And <laughs> unfortunately, with everything going on right now with the coronavirus and the way our industry has kind of come to a screeching halt, mm-hmm. uh, I knew bringing you on the show was going to be important because although you can't fix the fact that things have stopped, you can kind of help us fix how we're going to handle it. And that's why I wanted you in today. Well, I appreciate that because our attitude is our choice. Mm -hmm. And I've done presentations of that topic. I actually have a book called Your Attitude for Success. And you can't help how things make you feel, but you can help how long you feel that way. So we can have our pity party. 
you know, and, and we, we, we all have a, a right to have that. But if you want to stay there, that's your choice. If you want to move forward, if you want to take proactive uh, steps, if you want to do something positive during this time, you can do that as well and you'll feel better about it. And um, I, I haven't posted it yet, but I did make a graphic and it's three business people with their heads in the sand and one person standing on a ladder with a pair of binoculars. And you're not going to see the smoke clear if your head's in the sand. Mm-hmm. You're not going to feel when things start to break. And the, the, I, I don't know if you, did you see the webinar I did last week? The um, I, I did not. I was um, consumed with mobile beat last yeah, week. Yeah, that's so. right. So uh, I just actually sent out an email. I'm sure you're on my email list, but I sent out an email today uh, with the recording again. And it's on my website at allenberg.com slash resources. So yeah, you know what's funny is I just got the, I just got your email, <laughs> believe it or not. So so A L A N B E R G dot com slash resources. And it was a free webinar I did called 10 Proactive Things You Can Do Now to Lean In. And I wanted to give people ideas on things you can do now to feel like you're accomplishing something to help you come out of this better. Or at least when we come out of this, you'll feel like, listen, I just wasn't sitting around you know crying in my soup. I was actually doing something in a proactive with it. And you know, for me, what I'm doing is an awful lot of this. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot of webinars, podcasts, things like that. Um, they're, they're not making me any money, at least not directly. Maybe they will later. I don't know, but I'm not doing it for that reason. And I always found in my business, when I do something for the money, it doesn't work. When I do something for the greater good, then it comes back to me in finances later. And... The idea of, you know, people always tell me, I mean, how, how many times, Robert, have you heard somebody say, yeah, I would do that, but I don't have the time, <laughs> right? You know, it's funny. I, I said that I did a, I do a live. I do a live on uh, Facebook now and then called Rob Raw. I never save it because I don't like the way I look when I'm done. <laughs> and that's the one thing I said this morning is this is God's way of punishing us <laughs> for all those times we said, if I only had more time. Right. Right. So what are the things that you've been saying I would do if I had the time? Because now you have the time. And those could be personal things. Those could be professional things. There are all kinds of things that you can do. And I've seen people after the webinar, I've, I've gotten so many posts back from people or I've seen people tagging me online with things that they're doing that they didn't do before because they said that. They said, I don't have the time to do that. And I saw one guy doing a SoundCloud mix. And, you know, he's seen other people doing it and he's heard it was a good idea and he just didn't know how to do it and never got around to making the time, right? We, we don't have more time. We just choose what to do with our time. Right. Uh, that was one. I had one, one of the things I mentioned was how many people have said over the years, yeah, I'm going to write a book. I say, okay, so write a book, right? You, you don't write a book, you write words and words become sentences, become paragraphs, become you know, words. And then next thing you know, you make a book because that's what editing does. You don't write books, you write words and words become books because of editing. So I, at least one or two people have posted online and tagged me after the webinar and said, you know what? You're right. I have the time to do that now. It's just, it's up to me to put the time towards that. Um, I, I think, you know, the story about how I taught myself Spanish and you know, I didn't mm-hmm. have the time to do it, but I did it on my treadmill and I did it driving in the car. And um, I'm, uh, fingers crossed, I'm supposed to be speaking in Paris, France in October, and I started to do French lessons. Same uh, I, I was getting concerned for a second. I'm like, they don't speak <laughs> Spanish. No, France. no, but I'm, I'm trying to parler français instead. We. Oui. Uh, 
And it's not that I'm going to present in French, although I do present in Spanish now, but it's not that. It's just the idea of two things. One is the respect for people in their country. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had this kind of epiphany. Why is it when someone comes to the U.S., we expect them to speak English, regardless of where they're from? And when we go to their country, we expect them to speak to us in English, <laughs> regardless, mm-hmm. right? So that's why I started to learn Spanish, and that just kind of snowballed from there. And the same thing here. I would like to be able to get off the plane and have a, a basic you know, conversation so that somebody goes, you know, hey, thank you for trying. You know, thank you for – it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Somebody right. comes here from another country, they don't speak perfect English. We never go, I'm sorry, you're not speaking to me in perfect English because – Let's face it, if we wanted perfect English, we wouldn't speak to most people in this country. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So a couple of things here. Um, you have some tips to share. I mean, you talk about the, we talk about the time. And I know for each listener, it's going to be a different list of those things. But mm-hmm. uh, do you have – I mean, we're all weathering this storm together. And, yeah. you know, a lot of the podcasts I've done over the past couple of weeks uh, – a couple of weeks ago, I had Jerry Bazzotta on. We talked about the economic stuff you can be doing. And right. uh, last week, we had Big Daddy on, and we were talking about – I honestly felt like I needed him there for that pep talk. Like, I think yeah. the industry needed that pep talk from the guy who can give you a motivational pep talk and hit every point to make you feel good about yourself so that you can go. But um, Big Daddy loves you. Exactly. <laughs> What can, and again, it's tough for each individual business, but what do you have for tips that will help us when this begins to, I guess, fade out? Right. Well, so there's a a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. So the first is pay close attention to the uh, traffic to your website and traffic to your online ads, the inquiries that you're getting now. The people that are inquiring now are interested in speaking about their weddings. Now, some people are reaching out to you because weddings are getting postponed. And I heard really good news this morning from a contact of mine over at The Knot Worldwide, which is The Knot and Wedding Wire, and they surveyed their couples and only 4% are actually canceling their weddings. Most of them are postponing. And there was, uh, wait, let me pull up the stat here because she said I could share it. Uh, 61% are moving receptions to later in 2020, 15% are moving to 2021. Oh, that's such good news. So that's the really good thing. And again, later in 2020, the challenge is, you know, when, like I, I have an event I'm supposed to be doing on April 7th outside of Baltimore, a mastermind day, and I want to move it, but I don't know when to move it, right? Do I move it to May? Mm Okay. Do I move it to June? <laughs> do I move it to July? <laughs> right? When do I move it to is going to be the question. Um, but I'm not going to cancel it. I'm going to move it. So the fact that only 4% are canceling, that's really good news for the industry. Uh, what I don't want you doing is I don't want you panicking and lowering your rates and doing things like that because people are moving their wedding. If they move from a Friday to a Saturday and your rate is higher, then they should be paying the higher rate. If they move from a Saturday to a Friday, the question is, do you lower their rate or not? Um, that's a business decision you have to make. If they're not asking, I would say just move the date and just do that. Um, you know, th- is there a rebooking fee? I wouldn't charge one, but I would also say, hey, there's no difference in rate, you know, that type of thing. For next year, new leads that you're getting, please don't drop your rates, especially if it's going to be a Saturday in season. Those are going to be prime dates. And Rob, you know this, you've been in the industry long enough to know 
we will recover from this. It will become a distant memory. Yes, it'll be there. We'll have the, the scars and the battle wounds from it, but weddings will go on. Um, I got interviewed the other day by a reporter from NPR, and she asked me, uh, you know, what, what's the, the closest parallel that you can think of? And I've been in the industry over 25 years, and I said, there is none. There is no parallel to this because most things that we've come across have had a beginning and an end. We felt, we know when the end was. Hurricanes, you, they're over. You deal with the damage. Tornadoes and floods and things like that. We've dealt with 9-11. I can tell you this. I was vice president of sales at The Knot when 9-11 happened. And two days after 9-11, the traffic to The Knot website was back to what it was the day before. Right? Mm-hmm. Traffic is down at Wedding Wire in the Knot, and I'm sure all sites like that now, but it's not off. It's just down. It's going to come back, especially with all these people sitting at home. And if they're planning their weddings for next year, those people are going to be sitting around and thinking, hmm, you know what? I'm working from home. The boss doesn't know what I'm doing right now. So I could be looking at Rob's website. I could be looking at Wedding Wire, at The Knot, at Facebook, at Instagram, right? So if there, if you're still getting inquiries and you're still having conversations with couples, you have to keep the positive tone and not be thinking about all that stuff that's going on around us right now because they don't care, nor should they. And when people are contacting you to reschedule, you want to let them know, listen, you know, I can only be in one place at a time. If you, and even if you're a multi-op, each of your people can only be in one place at a time. So the sooner you rebook, the sooner we'll find out if I'm available. Or better yet, tell me the dates you're thinking and I'll tell you the dates I'm available. So, you know, if according to Wedding Wire and the Knot, if only 4% are canceling, those other 96% are going to be looking to reschedule. You need to be saying, hey, great, that's fantastic. Let's move this. Let's get this booked for later in the year. You know, whatever it is you need to do. Take, take additional deposit money, whatever you need to do. So, some things that you can be doing now to come out of this better <clears throat> business-wise, because there are personal things, obviously, but business-wise, very important thing right now, you have the time to go take a look at your website. Um, I did a, a website review this morning with a guy from uh, Ireland. Uh, I was supposed to be in the UK right now. And then at the Pro Mobile conference on uh, this weekend, which is now in September, and I was doing a mastermind and one of the guys can't make the new date. So he asked if he could just do a consultation with me instead. So we did. And we were going through his website so that when people are coming, he'll convert more of that traffic. We're adding more things onto his websites. Like uh, very common, uh, and again, um, you know this because we've been through this for you. Mm -hmm. If you have a testimonials page, nobody looks at it because they know that you only put great things on that page. So why would I go look at the page where you only put the great things? It's like, hey, go look at my love fest, right? No, thank mm -hmm. you. So he had no testimonials on the other pages, and now he's going to have these very short, think of them like speed bumps, very short one-sentence testimonials sprinkled throughout all the pages in the context of what we're talking about on those pages. He also had no, not a lot of calls to action. Actually, I don't think he had any calls to action. So you want to stop the dead ends on your website. You don't want people going to your website and then not telling them what to do next, whether it's click to go look at this other page or to click to contact you or call you or email you or, or, or whatever. So we're adding those things onto his site. And what everybody listening needs to do is you need to go to your website and approach it as someone who's never been there. 
because you have the cursed knowledge. You know what's there. You know where it is. And one of the things I noticed on his site is he had a services dropdown. And there were seven things on the services dropdown. One of them was corporate. One of them was uplighting. One of them was um, uh, um, dancing on the clouds. And he had a few other things there. And I said, well, how much of your business is weddings? And he's like, 98%. I said, okay, so corporate can take a back seat. I said, what about um, uh, uplighting? And he said, he, he doesn't do that much. Well, I said, you know, he has a wedding DJ page. And all these other things were on separate pages, but they were in the dropdown on the top. And when you're on the wedding page, there was no mention of uplighting, no mention of dancing on the clouds. There was no mentioning that he can bring a sax player and have this DJ sax combo. And I said, you know what? They're not looking for it. And now they can't see it. And that's why you're not selling it. I said, let's put it where they're already looking. So what we're redoing is redesigning his wedding DJ page to include the fact that he offers the DJ sax combo, the dancing on the clouds and the uplighting and making packages around those to make it easier for people to buy. So we're looking at it. Well, he had me help him look at it and show him that if they come in the way they're coming in, not the way that he looks at it, those other things are invisible. He goes, okay, I get that now. I get it. They come in, they go to the wedding DJ page and now they're in a, you know, in a room with no windows. They can't see any of this other stuff. So we're going to put it where they're already looking so that just like, uh, Rob, you walk into the grocery store and you can't walk down an aisle straight because there's always these lane blockers, right? They always have these things in the aisle. Yep. That's there so that you will see it when you didn't come looking for it. The end cap is a prime placement because you're going to see it when you turn the corner. The stuff by the cash register is point of sale stuff. Why? Because you're standing there, you're a captive audience, and you'll start looking around. The next thing you know, you grab some gum or some mints or some chocolate or a magazine or whatever, and you toss it in your cart. That's done on purpose. You need to think the same way as to put the stuff where they're already looking that you want them to see even if they didn't come looking for it. So take a look at your website. Another thing I, we did on his website, uh, and again, I know you and I have gone through this, mm -hmm. is what was the voice? Is he speaking to them, meaning who his audience is, about them and their results, or is he speaking about him? And in some places, he did a really good job. So the way you test this is you go up to edit and find in any web browser, or find on page, it might say. And it'll open up a little box that you can type a, a, a word or a phrase in, and it'll search the page for that. So we typed in the word you, and then the word you got highlighted all over the, the site, all over that page, I should say. <clears throat> now, keep in mind, if you have anything in toggles, which is those little plus sign that opens and closes a section like an accordion, right? They're called accordions or toggles. Or if you have tabs, which you click the next tab and it pulls that content forward without scrolling down the page, it only searches what you can see at the time. In some places, he was doing really well. The voice was really, really good. And he had told me ahead of time that he had read a few of my books. So some of these tips, I was like, he's like, I got that from you. I was like, okay, good. But why on his homepage was it all about him? You know, I've done this. I've won these awards. I've done it. You know, I said, they don't care unless you connect it to why they should care, they don't care. So we reworded his homepage. We took a look at some other places on the site and we added the you voice in there. So he's a single op. So it was from him, right? Personally from him. So he talked about when you, when you choose me for your wedding. So we just said you twice and me only once. 
right? But if you're a multi-app, when you can say when you choose us, right? So it's the same type of thing. And then the calls to action were whatever we just spoke about. So let's say he had a package called the, the classic package. If the classic package sounds like what you want for your wedding, call, email, or contact me today to check my availability. Now, he happens to have pricing on his site, so we don't have to say for a price quote because it's there. But if you don't have pricing, you would say, call, email, or contact me today to uh, check my availability to get a price quote or arrange a meeting. And then you have all those links to calling you, emailing you, contact form. If text is an option, that's an option there. Check availability if that's an option. These are all live links. So the low-hanging fruit for him was we wrote a call-to-action phrase with all the links, the email and contact and the phone number, and we're able to just copy and paste it into all these places on his website and just tweak the wording just ever so slightly to be relevant to whatever we were just talking about. I think that's important. I think uh, the, the call to action, if that's missing, it, it, the one thing you taught me is, and then what? And now what? Right. You know, and, and if you don't have that, how do you expect to make the sale? The one thing that, uh, you know, we were talking about websites is, uh, we just spent a lot of money on having ours redesigned, and I actually just uh, moved some things around, and I actually have a writer rewriting a lot of the content on my website because the stuff that's there has uh, was on my old site. And right. there wasn't anything wrong with that old content, but I think it's time to have something fresh and new where I've got a fresh new look. Right, and the thing is, you don't change the words on your website unless you have better ones. Mm-hmm. You don't change the photos unless you have better ones. You don't change the testimonials unless you have better ones. Don't change it just for the sake of changing it. I, I can think of one DJ. I remember I was at, um, what was it? it was Wedding Wire World in DC a few years ago. And this uh, DJ <clears throat> was also going to be a speaker at the conference or a panelist or something. And I told him, I saw him in the hallway and I said, hey, just so you know, I'm going to be showing this photo from your homepage because I think it's one of the best DJ photos I've ever seen. And I just wanted you to know it's a good thing. I'm going to be telling people how great it is. Okay. And he was also a client of mine. So he, I, what I didn't know is he ran back to his hotel room and put the photo back up because he had taken it down since I had done my screenshot like a week <laughs> before. And, and here's the shot. So the, the typical shot, uh, is it could be a first dance picture. Um, please do not have it be your DJ setup, uh, whether you're in it or not. Just th- that's not what you're selling. DJs don't sell DJ setups. DJs sell results. The results of hiring you are people having a phenomenal time at their wedding. Show that. So this picture was shot from behind the DJ off to the side. So you could see the, the DJ's view of the dance floor you could see kind of a side view of this particular DJ. So you could see that it was him. The dance floor is packed, but the bride was not on the dance floor. The bride was standing right in front of the DJ console facing the DJ. So we're actually looking at her face Mm -hmm. and she had her arms stretched out wide and she's looking at this DJ and the look on her face is like, you are just bringing it to my wedding right now. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was a phenomenal picture because her look is, don't you want to feel like that on your wedding day? Don't you want to feel like, oh my gosh, you are just bringing it, right? Mm-hmm. And he's, he took it down. After the event, a couple of days later, he took it down again. I said, why? He goes, I've had it up there for so long. 
I was like, yeah, do you have any pictures that are better than that? No, you don't. So it stays. It's I think I think since we, you you brought that up, you know, if you're in that position and you're you you don't have one maybe in your personal repertoire, talking and networking with the photographers that you've worked with could be a great way to do it and if you if they can't find something for you and and you can't find something that you feel is better, like you said, keeping the one you've got up there, there's nothing wrong with that. No, and, and, and having that conversation is the next time you're on the wedding with that photographer, <clears throat> they'll take that picture for you. Uh, if you go to my website, uh, I, I was doing a website presentation the other day in, uh, in Vegas, a couple of weeks ago now, I guess now, in Vegas. And I showed that every website's a work in progress, right? I've been an independent speaker, sales trainer, business consultant, website reviewer, et cetera, since 2011. I can't believe it already. It's, it's wow. nine years yeah, since, Almost, I, since, yeah, since I left the knot. It's amazing. I was there 11. I've been out of there nine already. Wow. Blows my mind. Um, and I had my first website made in 2011. In 2013, we did a new website. And then I did the next one, I want to say, in 2016. And it's still the same site because the template that I did back then was new enough, flexible enough, and has been updated enough that it still works really well. Uh, if your template is too old or it won't do some of the things you need, you might need a new refresh. One of my clients just did that, had a WordPress site. It worked fine. It was starting to just feel a little dated. He had his web guy put it into a new template, same colors, same feel, but it feels new now because the template has just some things about it that feel new and fresh. So I showed the pictures. My first website, I had a, 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 a what do they call it, a slider, which had three or four different images. And of course, they were all of me on stage, shot from the audience, me on stage. Mm -hmm. Second website, same thing, picture of me on stage. By the time you got to the third website, it's now a picture from stage shot behind me of the audience. You can see me but now you're looking at the audience. And then my current picture is from Wedding MBA this past fall. And I asked the photographer, Morgan, I said, would you please go backstage and take a picture like this for me? And she did. And the picture on my site, again, it's kind of a two-third angle view from behind me. And there's a 1,000 or 1,500 people in the audience that you're looking at, actually. You see me on stage, but you see the audience because that's my equivalent of that picture. And I ask photographers to do that. You might need to ask your photographers to take it, or I'll go one step further. You might need to take it. You might need to you know, bring your own photographer there, or one of my customers is a wedding band, and he taught his assistant. He sent her to photography classes and bought her a DSLR so she could take some of these pictures. Because in Chicago, where he is, the photographers typically leave not much after the cake cutting. Mm -hmm. And now you got the dancing going good and the photographer's gone. So, you know, bring your own, bring your yeah, that's own. What, I, that's what we do here at RPE is I, I had a simple, just, uh, I, I tell my assistants now we, there's a point where we go, we do a Facebook live, which never ends up going well because of the fact that Facebook will take it down because we're playing copyrighted music. Exactly. But I will have them go out and I will say to them, I want you to get a shot of this, 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 and this. Right. And I'll hand them my phone. Now, mm -hmm. I can make my phone stuff. And I mean, it's not like a lot of people are going to look at my website and go, wow, that was shot with your Google Pixel. 
Right. Um, but to have that repertoire of photos that I own mm-hmm. that I can use whenever I want. And, you know, probably one or two out of the five or six that I'll have them go do, I won't ever use and I'll delete in about three weeks. But just to know I have them there, it's so easy if you work with a second person, you know, and this, you know, some DJs, they have a DJ and an MC. And in my opinion, if you're the MC, as long as you're not on the microphone, pick up the phone and start taking some pictures of how much fun people are having. Uh, us, we do things a little bit differently, so we send our assistants out to do that stuff when we can. And, uh, you know, I think the point you made about asking the photographer, it, it resonates. We were, we uh, last week with Joe Bunn, he said the same thing. He said, you know, it's not, it asks the photographer for, to shoot you. Right. Not, <laughs> not in the literal sense of the word. Right. <clears throat> well, anyway, it's funny you say that. Uh, I don't know if you... You know, a videographer out in California called John Goolsby. Do you know John? Heard him. Heard yeah, him. so John, one of the top wedding videographers in the world. F- phenomenal guy, phenomenal work. And uh, he's called the Godfather Films because he's been around so long, they call him the Godfather of wedding video. And he's got a black Hummer H2, mm. and it's got Godfather Films on the side. And on the back of it, it says, if you move, we'll shoot you. Such a great slogan for that kind of business, though, if you think about it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then I have a sign on my desk here, and I actually hand these out. They're like four inch by four inch. Funny, they came out looking like coasters. Wasn't my intention, but they do. And it says, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And that phrase applies to so many things in our businesses, including the photos. I've gotten so many of these great photos because I ask. And if I go to an event and they're doing headshots, like uh, uh, the Wedding Pro experience through uh, the Knot and Wedding Wire, they'll very often have headshots at their events. I'll always go do a headshot because I want another headshot with a different clothing on, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll usually take one picture. They'll do your picture and that's it. And I will ask, hey, listen, if there's no line, I'll say, hey, would you mind you know, getting a couple of other shots, a couple of other angles for me? And they're always like, Sure. And then sometimes if there's a photographer in an event and they're not doing headshots, but they're just shooting. And if it's a lull, if it's a break, if they're just walking around with their camera, I said, Hey, would you mind maybe grabbing a couple of headshots for me? Let's go outside. Let's go whatever. Oh, every single time they're like, sure. Because if you don't ask, the answer is no. And and then one other thing I have next to me in my office here, uh, a DSLR camera that I bought used. I went online. It was either OfferUp or eBay or one of those two. And I bought a, a Canon, uh, what is it? It's a, a Rebel T5i. Mm-hmm. And the reason I chose this T5i is because the display screen flips around and flips over so you can see it when you are being filmed, when you're being shot. So oh, yeah. because the screen otherwise is on the back, so you can't see what's in the frame. But I make my promo videos and stuff, and I... I wanted to have the blurred background. It's called bokeh in photography where the, not everything is in focus. <clears throat> and I know what they call it portrait mode on the iPhone now, and I don't know what the pixel calls it, but it's where that background is a little more blurry. And unfortunately, you can do that on photo, but you can't do it on video on the phones. And right. I wanted to get that good look. So I know from my, from, I'm, I'm dangerous. I have a little bit of experience with photography. So I knew what I needed for that was a DSLR camera where I could shoot in, go into manual mode, but have a, 
a wide enough f-stop, a low enough f-stop that I could get that and still have enough light. So I bought this camera used. It was, I think, $250, uh, which new, I think, is five or $600. It came with two lenses. And then I bought for $100 a 35-millimeter f2 lens so that I could get that really good, good blurred background. I bought a video light. I bought a condenser mic lavalier so I can clip it on and get really good sound because people will forgive a picture that's not great if they can hear the sound. Mm-hmm. So again, you, if you're shooting people dancing, it's not about that. But if you're doing promo videos or interview videos or anything like that, you want to have really good sound. Well, you could take a setup like this and you could put it behind it with your DJ equipment, have it up on a tripod and just take some photos, you know, just as long as you know what you're doing, have a photographer help you with that, get the setup right, get the lighting right, get the you know, the, uh, uh, the, the settings on the camera, right. And you could be taking pictures with a real camera at an event and just, again, have it up on a tripod pointed at the dance floor and you can always edit the photos later. And that's the secret to the whole thing. It, it we were talking, uh, Mitch Taylor, I know, you know, Mitch, sure. uh, Mitch Taylor and I were talking a while back about, uh, live, and doing live videos and things like that. And one of the things that he talked about is just because you shoot a video or do a Facebook live doesn't mean that the world has to see it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I think that's a good point is, you know what, you, you're going to, you, you may have a couple of fails or a couple of shots that don't come out the way you want them to, but you're not going to learn how to be able to perfect all this stuff if you don't give it a try. But I think, again, it speaks to the point of, if you need that kind of content, and I, I think we've covered a lot of ground on this today, is this is the time to get your content ready to go because we are going to get to a point where business is going to come back to normal, kind of like you know the time after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, you know, for our industry, it's, I, I've been very fortunate, and you know, I don't know if this helps your stats with, with what you've got on a national level, I only had the one cancellation out of, I would probably say, and again, I go by based on events because I don't sure. just do weddings. We specialize right. equally now in weddings and corporate. So I would say that out of 27 events, I had one that was a cancellation, everything else postponed. Wow. So That's great. I, it's great numbers for me. And I'm really grateful about that because right in, uh, the, the one that canceled, they were gracious enough to let us keep the retainer mm-hmm. as a cancellation fee, but they had paid in full. So I did have to write them a little bit of a check for their other balance. And I was willing to do that basically because of the fact that I judged every one of these on a case-by-case basis. And I wanted exactly. to make sure that in the end, am I going to look bad? And again, you and I both know we live in this world where you've got people when they don't like what they've gotten for an answer or they, they're not getting their own way or they feel they've been wronged. It's an instant trip to bad reputationville right. because they'll go online and talk about it. There is one more thing I wanted to ask you real sure. quick relevant to, uh, to the not in wedding wire, because I did get something that came in from my web person uh, yesterday and she said that Google My Business shut down reviews for the mm. time being because there were a lot of negative reviews going up 
with either people that had way too much time on their hands or people that were upset about certain businesses that weren't responding to their needs relevant to the coronavirus. Is there any talk about that happening on a not wedding wire level or things seem to be okay in that regard? Um, you know what? Somebody else brought that up to me today that they were talking with their local connections about something like that. I have not heard anything about that. Uh, but if you did get an email on that, if you can forward that to me, oh, absolutely. I will certainly forward that on and ask. Um, these are strange times, right? These are times unlike anything we've ever experienced before. You are going to have some people that are upset because they're emotional and, you know, it's. It, if they do have to cancel or move or whatever it is. And, you know, let's face it. If you were the customer, you wouldn't care about what's going on in that business. You only care about you. Mm -hmm. So we have to remember this is a game of chess. It's not a game of checkers. And we have to think many moves ahead. If I do this, what are they going to do? You mentioned that you do corporate business. I was on a webinar um, was it, last week with a group that's a hospitality group. So mostly hotel based uh, venues and stuff like that. And there was one guy on there who's an industry uh, expert and consultant. And he said, there were com there are companies now that will not do business with certain hotels because of what they did after nine 11. That was 19 years ago. <laughs> and they, they remember that, they didn't get a refund or they didn't get they they got charged a rescheduling fee or whatever it was but because of what they did then they've lost business for the last 19 years wow so think what happens if i do this whatever this is what are the possible implications i'm not saying you don't move forward you you just want to know what they are because you know and i know rob and everybody listening knows every job that you do Every wedding, every corporate, every mitzvah, every school, every prom, every party you do, you are auditioning for all the people there. And those possible referrals, those people that hear you, and again, you've been in the business long enough, you've gotten so much business from people who heard you, saw you at someone else's event. Well, you're not doing that event. Somebody now posts a negative review because of how you handled it. You could lose an event that could have turned into many referrals in the future, right? So the, you want to think about this. Uh, you know, I, I wrote a very, it was a wire transfer because I was supposed to be in the UK. I sent back a lot of money yesterday to someone because I couldn't be there this past Monday, right? I didn't hesitate. I did it. And we're still talking about maybe rescheduling later in the year. And if they have the funds, they want to do it. And I've been in contact with them since because I want them to be like, yep, you know what? He did the right thing. And uh, if I can leave you with one, one last phrase, my, my son works for a uh, company out in San Francisco and he actually just got recognized for this. They have 11, I don't know what they call them, 11 pillars of, uh, of whatever it is. And you can get recognized for certain things. And his was do the right thing. And if you can't do the right thing, then do the hard thing. And we have to think about it. Sometimes doing the right thing is doing the hard thing. And let's think long-term. Let's think about the long-term value. This is painful for everybody. Nobody's picking on you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody's picking on me. This is happening to everybody. Um, this is not the time to be marketing, but it is the time to be responding.
If you get inquiries for new work, you respond with a smile on your face and put your victim card away and deal with that inquiry. And now's not the time to be going out, like going to companies and saying, hey, you should bring me in for your Christmas party. It's like, eh, now's not they're the not time. They're not thinking about that right now. They're trying right. to figure out how they're going to reopen the doors. <laughs> exactly. But if you're getting inquiries, those people are thinking about whatever it is that they're inquiring about, and you do want to respond to that. But other than that, I'm just trying to add as much value as possible. Uh, I would encourage you. I was on a um, uh, CPDJA uh, Zoom call yesterday. It's the Canadian Professional DJ, DJ right. Association. And, you know, uh, Bill Herman said, he was on there, even though he's not Canadian, Bill Herman was on there and he said that, you know, he's personally calling everyone, personally calling each of his customers. Uh, I'm reaching out to each of my customers going forward and trying to add value. And I'm being invited to be on, you know, podcasts like this and webinars and calls. And, and let's face it, Rob, you know that what I sell is my expertise, mm -hmm. but yet I'm not going out and saying, okay, yeah, I'll be on that and it's going to cost you this much. Right. right now is the time for me to be giving. It'll come back to me later. Um, you know, knock wood, my wife and I were, you know, fortunate enough that we were, you know, we're prepared for an emergency like this. Uh, not that you want to have to, you know, go, go there to your emergency fund, but it's good to know that it's there. And everybody who thought that was a good idea, but never did it is finding out now why it was a good idea. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, just, you know, it, sometimes doing the right thing is doing the hard thing. And if, if, if that's what you have to do right now, then, then do it. And you'll come out of it stronger. Well, as I said at the top of the podcast, uh, you know, your expertise helped me grow RPE by just, you know, the, the actions that you gave to me to take to be able to build my website. We're going to put a link in to uh, the blog post you put up. We're mm -hmm. going to put a link into your website. And uh, anybody who has any questions, and you know, Alan, you can always send people who need a reference about you to me because uh, you're one of the best when it comes to uh, marketing and fixing things so that they improve what you need for them to improve. And I appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule. I know you're busy uh, to come on the show today. And uh, you know what? We are going to get through this. And you know what? We're going to be back better than ever, I'm sure. Absolutely. And I look forward to being together again. And uh, we can raise a glass. Bourbon is in mine. Um, you know what? It's on me when I see you, my friend. All right. All Take right. care, everybody. Think positive. Alan, thanks, Alan. And thank you for listening. We will see you next time on the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. You've been listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Give us your ideas for future guests, questions, or topics, or just stay informed about upcoming episodes on our Facebook page or visit www.mobiledjpodcast.biz. The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is a production of Rob Peters Entertainment, all rights reserved.